Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. We're finally together. It's been so long. 84 years. <laughs> I think we said that last time. Probably. But still, it's been 84 years since then. And we've uh, got some long lifespans. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's fucking right. Yeah, it's been at least two 84 years, <laughs> if not more than that. <laughs> I know. But yeah, Rochelle is uh, hanging out for the weekend, the, the podcasting weekend. The podcasting weekend. <laughs> so we are striving for five episodes, which we always strive for. And we usually hit like three and a half. Or four sometimes, yeah. depending. Yeah. It's happened. It's happened. <laughs> I think if we do one tonight, and we just... I thought we were going to do two tonight. Well, so here's the thing. I was thinking about this while I was peeing, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if we do one tonight, and then we do one, um, like, tomorrow morning sometime, mm-hmm. and then one, like, middle of the day, mm-hmm. and then one after Killian goes to bed. Yeah, like, we can do that. We could easily get three done. Yes. And then we could do another one. On, on Monday, Monday, you know, depending on after when we get up. Well, yeah, Kelly will be at school. So. Yeah, so yeah. after he gets dropped off, mm-hmm. and then I could just wake your ass up. <laughs> well, aren't I coming with you? Oh yeah, you should come with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I so. Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah we decided. To, I brought happen. clothes for the outside, <laughs> <laughs> and not just comfy clothes. So yeah, that'll Here be good. Go. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah, that'll be good. So. Okay. I forgot where we were going with this. Uh, I don't know. We but are, we're together again. <laughs> we're together. And the sound quality is better in some ways and maybe worse than others. But, yeah. you know, fine. At least, like, one person's not, like, super loud and the other person's not. Like, the quality overall might be a little echoey, but, like, <laughs> at least we're, like, even on the volume. Yes. So. Yes. That's something. Yes. <laughs> And you won't freeze and glitch out and I know. do that super speed thing. I know. Yeah. Like, hopefully, dear God, because I'd ask if he does this sometimes, it'll, like, just drop a chunk of it. Oh, yeah. And it won't tell you until you're done recording. Like, oh, by the way, I didn't record some of this. Sorry. And it's just like, really? Go ahead and <laughs> find out where. I know. And, and like, I'll- hopefully it's nothing important, you know? Like- yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, if you have listened to the past episodes, like the... I guess most recent episodes we've done together, like, there are a few times where it'll, like, uh, 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 or, like, whatever, because, like, it cut off, like, part of a word, which is usually all it does, or it'll, like, cut out, like, a word, and it doesn't really matter, you know, like, and so we're just, like, not gonna mess with it, publish, you know, like, it's fine, so, anyway, yes. That is our disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are we together are. again. And it is nighttime. Should we have started this hours ago? Yes. Yes. Things happen, though. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly us talking. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, wait. I need some water, and then I shall start. <laughs> Hydrate yourself. <laughs> okay, so... Uh-oh. <laughs> no, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so... Yeah. Today, tonight, <laughs> right now, the things right now we're, at the time, <laughs> this time, <laughs> this time, right one, now, one time, now <laughs> we are talking about season nine, episode thirteen, called the Purge. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> All right. So we start out in Stillwater, Minnesota. Uh, the screen is all black. We hear the sound of a crowd counting down. The crowd shouts. 15, 14, 13, 12, 
And then suddenly, we're at a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> and two contestants, uh, one large man and one very thin man, are on stage still hoovering their hot dogs. The crowd counts down 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. <laughs> and then the referee yells to the larger contestant, no chipmunking allowed. <laughs> Smaller, you're disqualified. And I giggled a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a giggling moment. <laughs> the crowd shouts, two, one. And then the buzzer, the buzzer, the buzzer, <laughs> that sound, or the buzzer sound, uh, happened. What did I write here? Uh, I don't know. The whistle blows. That's the point. <laughs> the crowd cheers, and the referee counts the hot dogs still left. And then announces the winner by holding up the large man's hand. The referee says, looks like we got a wiener. (laughs) (laughs) The large man says, yeah. The thin man says, he cheated. The large man says, hey, back off Skeletor. I went fair and square. Thin man says, like hell you did, Jabba. I saw you slip a hot dog in your pocket. The large (laughs) (laughs) sick burn. The large man says, Well, I hate to break it to you, pal, but that's no hot dog. (laughs) And the crowd goes, Okay. (laughs) You told him. (laughs) The large man laughs, and then he's handed his trophy and winner's check for a thousand dollars. The thin man storms off the stage. So we cut to a short time later. As the large man gets into his car with his trophy, he laughs in glee and then pulls the extra hot, the extra hot dog out of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> to which I lull. <laughs> yeah. Also, and- like if if there's danger of cheating by wiener in your pocket, you think that like <laughs> they would check that shit, <laughs> or they would have like a hey. No pocket in your pants rule, you know? Like, you're, yeah, you have to wear like, sweats with no pockets. Yeah, like, you, you can't have anything where you can hide Wieners. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so he takes a large bite, still laughing in triumph. He hears the sound and looks around. He sees nothing, so he goes back to eating. Uh, a dark figure sits up behind him in the back seat, and the large man is jerked back and starts to choke. His face starts to shrink in, and then his chest and his belly does too. Uh, all of his body fat uh, looks sucked away, and he dies in the seat. Uh, someone gets out of the back seat of the car. He was drained. Uh, he was fat drained. <laughs> Which I, okay, okay, I'll just, I'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. Uh, we see a sticker on the bumper of his car, which says, bacon makes everything better. It does, though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would agree, man. <laughs> and then we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to inside the bunker's kitchen. Dean is sitting at his laptop with his head in his hand, staring at the screen. Sam comes in and says, hey. Dean looks exhausted. He says, hey. Sam says, you go to bed last night? Dean clears his throat and says, what? Uh, no. No, Rudy was on. Unforgiven. And then I was too jacked to sleep, so research. Sam starts rummaging around the kitchen for breakfast. He says, good drill. Dean says, and Metatron, and the Mark of Cain, 
and <laughs> everything else I can find. All the things. <laughs> uh, he looks up and realizes that Sam really isn't paying attention to him. Dean says, crickets. <laughs> I did find us a case, though. Sam says, oh, yeah? Dean says, yeah. It was a strange death in Stillwater, Minnesota. A competitive eater died after eating or after a hot dog eating contest. Sam says, so what? Death by tube steak? Dean says, okay. <laughs> I never hold it. I never hauled it. I never heard it called or hauled it. or hauled it a tube steak. But maybe I shall. <laughs> Next time we have hot dogs, I'm gonna be like, "Are the tube steaks ready?" And Travis is gonna be like, "What the hell is your problem? <laughs> what is wrong with you?" And then you'll say, "Well, I've never hauled one," <laughs> and he's gonna be like. What the hell? <laughs> and then he's going to say, again, you can't hang out with Lynn anymore. <laughs> he's going to be like, I don't know what you do on these weekends. Like, Carry on, I guess. You know? <laughs> He'd probably just be like, eh, weirder things have happened, honestly. Like, let's be real. Yeah. I've probably done weirder things around him at this point. It's been two years, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Dean says, if only. He got attacked in his car. But, uh, get this. He shipped. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. He says, he shrunk from 300 pounds to 90 pounds. Sam says, witchcraft? Dean says, or a heavy duty laxative. New game? Sam says, yeah. Dean says, good. Looks like it's a whore's bath for me. I'll be ready in five. Also, imagine if you could poop that much so you lose that much weight. <laughs> How glorious would that be? Laxatives would be off of the shelves constantly. Know, You'd never be able to I find know. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like part of a eating disorder, though, isn't it? Like the laxative thing? I'm Honestly, pretty, I have I'm no idea. I'm pretty sure that's, that's a part of a... It sounds like it would probably check out. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I, yeah. I've read about that. I have no idea. I can't, I can't remember if it's like, you know, a, a thing that can happen, like, with bulimia, or if it's like its own separate thing. But, I have no clue. But, but it is a thing, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, um, so Dean gets up to leave, but Sam stops him in the doorway. Sam says, you're sure you're okay, Dean? Dean says, why wouldn't I be? Sam says, because, I don't know, you, this isn't about what I said the other day, is it? Dean says, oh, about that we're not supposed to be brothers? No, don't <laughs> flatter yourself. Also, I'm not bitter at all. I know. <laughs> Dean says, I don't break that easy. Sam says, oh, good, because I was just being honest. Which, um, that's a worst dick, dick move, move, man. man. <laughs> what? Why? Like, like, what was the point of that? Like, yeah. you're just... You're just being a little shit at that point. Yeah. Like, eh, whatever. Dean says. Oh, Sammy. I know. <laughs> Dean says sarcastically as he leaves. Oh, yeah. No, I got that loud and clear. So we cut to the boys in a police station dressed up as FBI agents. Sheriff Donna Hanscom. Hanscom? It says Hanscom. Sure. But I thought it was like. Handscomb or something. I have no idea. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Sheriff Donna, who is a delight. I'm so excited I that we are her. meeting her. Yes. Um, she comes over with two reports and hands one to Sam. Donna says, thanks for your patience, agents. Con Coroner's, <laughs> Connor's, Coroner's <laughs> report finally came in. Sam says, all right, thank you. All right, let's see. Did Wayne McNutt really weigh 300 pounds just moments before time of death? Donna says, 316 to be exact. Sam says, and the official cause of death? Donna says, cardiac arrest. But between you and me, that's just a guess. The Vic suffered massive organ damage. 
She turns around and hands the other report to a girl at a desk. She says, here you go, Jenny. Then to the boys, she says, ruptured spleen, pierced liver, collapsed lung. Looks like everything was just sucked right out of him. <laughs> and then she pours herself a cup she's of coffee. She's so happy about that, she, too. She's thrilled, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say happy about that, but still, you know. She's like, not sad, that's for no, sure. She's just like, this is quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, like he'd been hoovered? Sheriff Donna <laughs> says, yeah. Yeah, you know, I gotta be honest, fellas. Hmm? And then she takes a powdered donut out of a box and offers them one. Dean happily walks over and grabs one for himself. She says, we're stumped. This type of thing just doesn't happen in Stillwater. And then she takes a big bite of her powdered donut and it covers her mouth with a uh, and black tie. I don't remember her wearing a black tie, but I wrote it, so it's here. Oh, yeah, I uh, know. <laughs> yeah, she is covered with white powdered sugar. <laughs> Sam looks at the report and says, now, did Wayne have any enemies? Sheriff Donna says, hmm, more like an unfriendly rivalry. Dean takes a huge bite out of his donut and white powder covers his lips and face. Sheriff Donna says, a guy named Slim Jim Morgan. Like Wayne, he was pretty well known in the competitive eating circuit. Sam looks up from his report and notices Dean's powdery face. <laughs> he tries to subtly motion to Dean to mm -hmm. wipe the powder away. Bro, you're, like you're yeah. making a fool out of yourself. <laughs> Dean wipes the side of his mouth. <laughs> What okay, happened? I'm sorry. I just had a hair from my head that was like in front of my face and I thought it was a bug. So I started swatting at it and it didn't move. And I was like, it's hanging from my head. And it turns out it was a hair. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so glad it was. I was like, you. I like saw you motioning or swatting at something. And I was like, oh no, the fruit flies are bad. Oh God. Turn on the playlist. Uh, I don't. Wait, wait, you. Like, anyway. I'm to kill some mofos. Okay. All right. I don't know where we're at. Uh, Sam motions for Dean to wipe off the white powder. Um, Dean wipes the side of his mouth, taking off exactly no sugar. Uh, Sam turns back to the sheriff. He says, competitive eating circuit. Is that a big thing out here? Sheriff Donna says, oh, yeah, you betcha. Folks take it real seriously. Train for months. Eat all sorts of wackadoo stuff. You know, like uh, baked beans, buff wings, butter. Dean looks intrigued. <laughs> he says, butter? Sheriff Donna says, yeah, sometimes deep fried. <laughs> Dean takes another huge bite of donut and spreads more powder everywhere. He says, hmm. Donna <laughs> says, this year alone, Wayne won the Butter Bowl, the Wing Ding, and Shrimp Tasia. <laughs> Anywho, point being, <laughs> Wayne McNutt was the only one Slim Jim couldn't beat in the whole Great Lakes region. Sorry, that that sentence didn't work in my mouth. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you good. Okay, Dean says, so he is a suspect. Uh, Sheriff Donna says, we checked him out, but Slim Jim was in the hot doggery at the time of Wayne's death, and we got 15 witnesses to prove it. Dean says, really? Donna says, yeah. <laughs> so Dean and the sheriff exchange a look and then take simultaneous bites of their donuts and chew contentedly. <laughs> I mean, as you do with donuts. Yeah. They're good. I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we cut to uh, the boys interviewing Slim Jim Morgan in his house. He is eating a gigantic bowl of lettuce. Slim Jim, uh, with his mouth full, says, training. When I gear up for a competition, I eat lettuce. It stretches the stomach. Dean says, yet another reason to stay away from salads. <laughs> like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, how well did you know Wayne McNutt? 
Slim Jim says, well, well, enough to know he was a weasel and a cheat. I hate to say it, but uh, karma's a bitch. <laughs> Dean looks at a shelf full of spell jars and funny shaped boxes. He says, this is interesting. Slim Jim says, Mala's good luck charms. Dean says, and Mala is. Slim Jim says, my old lady. Dean says, is your old lady superstitious? Slim just Slim. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, so like, I mean, it's only a matter of time before I brought up jizz. I guess, but like, <laughs> but like, what is slim jizz? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I want to know, but like, I don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everybody. Also, is my is dad- it like skim milk? <laughs> I feel like I feel like we need to like phone a friend to find out, but I don't know who that friend is. Is that what's happened after you've been snipped and your slivers are gone? Like, is that what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know how to say this word. Uh, Romanichal? Romanichal? I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) Dean says that word again. (laughs) She repeats it. Sam says, gypsy. Slim Jim says, but don't call her that. She says it's reductive. But I think it's a compliment. I mean, gypsies are all the rage on TV. My big fat gypsy wedding. Gypsy sisters. Keeping up with the Kardashians. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> I like that. I mean, okay, uh, whatever. You know. <laughs> Sam says, uh, you mind if I use your bathroom? Slim Jim says, yeah, go ahead. But use the one upstairs at the back. Mal is taking a shower in ours. Sam, on his way out, says, right. Dean says, did you really lose the wiener winner by one dog? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Slim Jim says, yeah. So Why does he have to be a hot dog eater either? Like, oh. He's a wiener eater. Why does he have to And not in that way. But like, you don't know that. I mean, I don't know that, I guess. But like, uh, that's not what I... Anyway, I'm just going to shut up before I like, make myself even more of a hole. Uh, okay. okay, so we cut to Sam walking into Slim Jim and Mala's room. The shower's running, so he takes a look around. Sam notices a hex bag on the nightstand. Suddenly, Mala walks out of the bathroom, but Sam is gone, and so is the hex bag. Back in the kitchen, Dean says, and what are we talking? Six inches? 
foot long. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us, Slimmy. <laughs> no. Boy, we are children. We're not even drinking. We haven't. No, I know. I've got like an energy drink and a water. I got water. <laughs> Shit. This is just us at like our baseline. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Slim Jim says, "Look, Agent, am I a suspect here or what? Because unless you got a warrant." Uh, Sam returns and says, "You uh ready to go?" Dean says, "Yeah, uh, Mr. Morgan. Thank you for your time." If you remember anything else, this is our number and where we're staying locally. Dean hands Slim Jim their card and they leave. So we cut to the motel. Dean picks up uh, the pieces of the open hex bag on the table. There is human hair and marbles and other weird shit. <laughs> Dean says, all right, so we got what appears to be Wayne Mc McNutt's hair. <laughs> Why does his name have to be McNutt either? Like, there's so, much, there's so many things happening all over there's the place. So many things. Yeah. Okay. Dean says, uh, Wayne McNutt's hair and a bag full of weird. Sam reads from his laptop and says, in romantical culture, the pouch is called a putsy bag. Or putsy bag. I don't know. I can't remember I, I if think it's putsy or putsy. Okay. I could. 100% be lying to you, but I if maybe it was Pootsie. It's one of those. I think it was Pootsie. Okay, it's a Pootsie bag. <laughs> it's used for hexes. Dean says, okay, so what? Milo's putting hexes on hubby's competition? Sam shrugs. Dean says, I mean, what do we got ourselves? A thinner sitch here? Sit. Do you get that reference? Sitch? Thinner situation? Sitch means situation. Well, yeah, situation. But did you get this? what thinner means? Less of a situation. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Thinner is a, uh, that's my refrigerator. Okay. Thinner <laughs> is a, a short story, I believe. It might be a whole novel. I think it's a short story, uh, by Stephen King, like early okay. Stephen King. And I can't even remember what happens in that book except that he gets too thin. <laughs> and it's a okay. problem. It's like a dying way. Yeah. I was yeah. like nine when I read that story. In a dying way. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. just the normal thin situation. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, Slim Jim might not even know. Dean says, hmm. And then there's a knock on the door. Dean gets up and draws his gun. He looks through the peephole and shrugs. He opens the door and it is Mala. She smiles. Dean says, hi. Mala says, I believe you have something in mind. So he cuts to a few minutes later. Mala is sitting in the motel room. Dean hands her a glass of water. Mala says, kill Wayne. I loved him. Sam says, so you were, Mala says, yes, okay, we were having an affair. For years, actually. Dean says, I don't mean to be rude, uh, but how is it that Wayne McNutt is your type? I mean, you're married to a man who's barely a buck. What? <laughs> Mala says, what can I say? Sometimes it's nice to feel a little give. Dean says, oh, yeah, I get that. A little extra cushion for the, uh. He's like getting into it <laughs> he's like oh uh-huh yeah and then sam shoots him a what the fuck face and dean stops speaking awkwardly dean likes a little extra cushion i'm as a as a girl with a little extra uh, or a lot extra cushion that's i'm fine with that i mean like i i just you know like that that's totally fine with me too yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sam says help me understand something if you loved wayne why did you put a curse on him Mala says, it wasn't a curse. Poopsie bags. <laughs> it's hard it to say that. So I'm not giggle. 
um, are also used for blessings. I wanted Wayne to win. The plan was take the prize money, get a quickie divorce, and then tie the knot in Orlando. Wayne used to call me his Princess Jasmine. Dean smiles delightedly at that, <laughs> but quickly hides it when Sam He's looks like, over him again. Princess Jasmine. <laughs> I know, right, right, right. <laughs> so we cut to a lone girl working out at a gym late at night, which is just a horror movie scenario all on its own. Like, Don't have you like never watched anything. any sort yeah. of movie also, like, ever? You know, it's like, weird that, like, most of the lights have been turned off in there. Yeah, it's weird. Like, if you are going to go and work out, like, turn on some lights, if nothing else, so you don't, like, trip over something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what are you doing? So she finishes her bike workout and walks over to the scale to weigh herself. She steps on the scale, and it reads 180 pounds. She looks very upset. She says, I gained weight? How is that even possible? There's a noise behind her, and she steps off the scale and turns around. She says, hello? Anyone there? <clears throat> but no one is. <laughs> so she sighs and says, let's try this again. She steps back on the scale, but it still reads 180 pounds. Uh, suddenly she is hit from behind on the head with a dumbbell. She falls. Unfortunate. Yeah, not, not okay. So no. she falls kind of onto the scale. And then we hear a sucking noise as the camera stays on the scale monitor and the poundage starts to drop all the way to 74 pounds. We get a last look at her dead and ew. That's yeah. what I wrote. Ew. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to the next morning. Sam, Dean, and the police are at the crime scene in the gym. Dean is looking at the body. Um, uh, I don't know what just happened here in my notes. Sam says, any idea what the Vic weighed beforehand? The officer says, 165. Dean says, so, 180. Known fact. All women lie about their weight and age. Sam says, wait, you told that waitress the other day you were 29. Dean says, mm-hmm. The officer says, need anything else, agents? Sam says, yeah, is Sheriff Hans coming around? The officer says, sorry, she's out for the rest of the week. Hell of a time to take a vacation, right? <laughs> Sam says, okay, so we have two victims which, with seemingly nothing in common except, uh, Dean says, a love for eclairs. Check this out. And they both bend down to look at the body as Dean pulls up her shirt a little to reveal a large circular red mark. Dean says, what is that? A birthmark? Sam says, huh, so the weight had to come off somehow, right? What if it's a suction mark? <clears throat> Dean says, a suction mark? Okay, uh, changeling? Sam says, yeah, but changelings only take over kids. Neither of the Vicks had any. Dean says, and we don't know if Wayne McNutt had a suction mark. Sam says, unless we missed it. Dean, uh, what are you, what are you head lowering about? It just, that it's, it's the sentence sounded yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I, it did. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Dean notices a hot girl walk in and start talking to an officer. He says to Sam, yeah, well, we should uh, split up. One of us should hit the morgue. The other should stay here and question the staff. Sam notices who Dean is staring at and says, I'll stay. <laughs> Dean says, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> like, nice try now. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, why? <laughs> Dean says, because you're weird around girls. <laughs> Sam says, what does that mean? Weird. Dean says, you're awkward. You know, weird. Sam weird. Sorry, man. I'm just being honest. Dean walks away and Sam sighs. So we cut to a short time later. Dean is talking to the hot gym girl. Dean says, so you were scheduled to close the gym last night. Gym girl says, yeah, but I didn't exactly lock up. 
Carol was still working out, and I had a date. I didn't want to shortchange her, you know? I mean, the poor girl has been working out so hard to lose weight for her wedding. I slipped her the key, and I told her to lock up on her way out. She starts to cry. Uh, she leans over the counter to grab a tissue, and her shirt rides up in the back, and Dean notices the same red section mark on her back. The gym girl says, oh, it's all my fault. So we come back to the motel. Dean is sitting on the bed with a laptop. Sam comes in and says, hey. Dean says, find anything at the morgue? Sam says, yeah. Uh, so Wayne was banged up pretty bad. But on the back of his neck, just before, just below his hairline, suction mark, identical to Carol's. Dean says, okay. So they both had marks, just like the hot trainer at Rolls. I just want to say... This gym is called Rolls. Why would you want to call... Like, that seems... That? Yeah. I guess guess it could be like, hey, we're called Rolls. All Rolls are welcome here. (laughs) But, like, also, like, it's not right. That sounds weird. It just sounds weird. You know, like, it's not... And I just want to say that it's Rolls with a Z. (laughs) Uh-huh. I don't know if that makes it better. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> but, <you know. clears throat> Sam says, uh, but she was skinny and alive. Dean says, and just recently lost a ton of weight. When I asked her about the mark, she uh, she clammed up, got all embarrassed. So I did some checking. And it turns out that she took a couple of me days last month and went here. Dean turns the laptop around so Sam can see a, web- a website advertising a day spa called Canyon Valley. Sam says, Canyon Valley? Dean says, yeah. Uh, Dean pushes play on a promo video. Some music plays and a voiceover with a female Peruvian accent says, when you look in the mirror, do you recognize the fat person staring back at you? What the hell? Not cool. (laughs) What the hell? Not cool, dude. Okay. (laughs) It goes on to say, have you tried every fad diet, every fitness trend out there, but nothing seems to work? Here at Canyon Valley, we guarantee weight loss with no surgery, no extreme dieting, and no intensive workout regimen. Guaranteed results in one week. You can reach your weight loss goals. We did. But only if you reach for the phone and call Canyon Valley now. <clears throat> Sam says, how far away is that place? Dean says, a couple of hours. So we cut to the Impala driving into the Canyon Valley spa. A short time later, Sam and Dean are being interviewed by the two people from the promo video. <clears throat> a tall man named Larry and his wife Maritza. Okay, I need to like drink some fucking water. <laughs> I can't do it. I get that. Uh, okay. Uh, Sam says we were really, really moved by the online testimonials. Dean says, "Oh yeah, that was some powerful stuff." Maritza says, "And you boys are both certified personal trainers." Dean says, "Yeah, yeah, personal training brothers." Kind of like Hans and Franz, but uh, less German. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Larry says, and you're certified in... Dean says, making people sweat. Yeah, kicking ass and taking names. Like, whoa, bro, calm down. Yeah. Somebody has had way too much pre-workout. <laughs> right. He slams his hand on the table and says, that's how we do. <laughs> Sam says, uh, to clarify, uh, what my brother is trying to say is... We both have a passion for fitness and helping people. (laughs) Maritza says, oh, us too. In fact, that's how we first met. Larry says, I was Maritza's first client back in Peru. I was on a student visa, homesick, stressed, eating my troubles away. Maritza says, oh, he was the size of a casa. (laughs) Not cool, Maritza. Dude, yeah. Oh, wait, I'm saying her name wrong. It's Martiza. 
whatever. I'm I've said Maritza and I like it, so I'm gonna keep I, don't, it. I don't. Honestly, I couldn't tell. I didn't know it was wrong, so. (laughs) (laughs) I figured it out, yep. Okay, Larry says, oh, it's true. I was one empanada away from a heart attack. But then this gorgeous godsend made me the the lean, mean fighting machine I am today. Then Larry goes crazy with some kung fu fighting techniques shit. It's uh, (laughs) it's overwhelming for everybody. He is having a moment. (laughs) Dean says, oh, oh. Larry says, but I digress. Now, <laughs> the good news is we are hiring. The bad news is there's only one trainer position available. He looks at Dean and says, how do you feel about working in another department? <laughs> like, you're the crazy one. We're going to put you somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, huh? So then we cut to a shot of the back of someone's head looking over the lunchroom at Ca- Canyon Valley. When the person turns around, we see it is Dean wearing a hairnet. <laughs> <laughs> Sam approaches. I know, I know. Sam approaches him from the hallway, dressed in a tan top and workout shorts. Dean smirks and says, "Nice shorts." <laughs> Sam says, "Nice hairnet." <clears throat> like I'll, I'll take the shorts over the hairnet. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dean says, "Yeah, why do I got to be the lunch lady?" Sam says, "Since when have you ever complained about being around food?" <laughs> Dean says, "Okay, this is not food." Uh, another kitchen staffer named Alonzo gets Dean's attention. He says, hey, new guy, quit flirting with a trainer and keep scooping, huh? <laughs> like, that's my brother, ew. I know. <clears throat> also, Alonzo must be a Winsesty. <laughs> Dean glares at him. Sam checks his watch and says, it's all right. My, uh, Ashantaga, Ashantaga, Ashantaga yoga class starts in five minutes. Dean says, how the hell do you know anything about yoga? Sam says, you're not the only one who's ever dated someone bendy. Uh, and then he walks away. Like, that's you funny. told him. I know. Like, yeah, that's nice that you said. Like, that's funny. And also, but like, did you really think it's kind to remind him of Lisa? Like, probably not. Honestly. Like, how, why is that just Lisa, though? You know how many people that he has, like. Because he specifically described Lisa to Sam as bendy because she was a yoga instructor. Like, he, like, oh. that's like out yeah. of his mouth what he did. What See, he I said. didn't make that connection. Yeah. I just thought he was like... Lisa you know, was like, a yoga instructor yeah. and he said that she was bendy to yeah. Sam. Like, that's that's like how he described her to Sam. Oh, yeah. yeah that was like... I mean, I like, I <laughs> remember that, but I didn't like make that connection. I thought he was just like, listen, like... You, you've got all these, like, bendy people that you've, you know, been in acquaintance with, you know, mm-hmm. like, I can have one, you know, like, yeah. that's kind of how I took it, but, yeah, no, that makes more sense, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam walks away, and then a random person says to Dean, hey, you have any oatmeal? Dean says, yeah, I wish. No, but we have, a <laughs> uh, something that's tofu over there. I, what is that? It's a pancake. It's tofu. <laughs> so we cut to Sheriff Donna and, and he's disturbed. Yes, he is. <laughs> Uh, they're entering a treatment room at the spa. Sheriff Donna is wearing a robe, which she takes off and lies face down on a table. Uh, Donna says, I feel like a baby asking this, but will the treatment hurt? Maritza? Maritza? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) She says, not at all. The only drawback of cupping is it leaves a suction mark. It can bruise a little. The sheriff says, cupping? Maritza says, yes. Ancient Chinese secret. All the celebrities do it. It draws out toxins. Boost metabolism. You'll feel great. Donna says, who knew? And then she yawns. She says, oh, excuse me. It's just so relaxing in here. (laughs) Marisa says, it's the aromatherapy. The lavender really packs a punch. 
Maritza heats up a glass bulb and sets it on Sheriff Donna's back. Uh, Sheriff Donna says, Ha! Ah! Jeez, that's warm. <laughs> Donna slowly falls asleep as Marisa heats and lays another four, four bulbs on her back. Uh, when she can hear Donna snoring, Marisa opens her mouth and a long, disgusting suction tube slithers out and starts to suck fat out of Shauna, uh, Shauna out of Donna's back. <clears throat> gross, gross, Marisa or Martiza. Whoever you are. Also, like, why do her eyes have to roll back in her head like that? Maybe that's just like, you know, the the on switch for your sucker, <laughs> your sucker popping out. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't come out unless your eyes are backwards. It was just weird. It just kind of like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I know. That's just, just, just her feeding face. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fair. <clears throat> so I cut to Dean in the kitchen. He's leaning against a counter and typing on his phone. Alonzo is buttering some kale on a tray, but looks up to see Dean slacking. He, throws, he was buttering the kale? Uh, that's what it looked like to me. Oh, huh. I don't remember. It was probably, I just remember him doing something with salad, but I don't yeah. remember what the, you know. Uh, he throws a towel at Dean, which hits him in the neck. Dean kind of jerks upright. Alonzo says, Flojo, you got time to lean, you got time to clean, huh? Lean with it, rock with it, lean with it, rock with it. Anyway. <laughs> Dean says, I'm starving. When do we get to eat? Alonzo says, oh no, he says, what do we get to eat? Mm-hmm. Alonzo says, same as the clients. Dean says, they expect us to eat this rabbit food? Alonzo says, it's not rabbit food, it's superfood. Dean says, I'm not eating it. <laughs> He's like, eh, you. <laughs> Alonzo sighs and sets a bowl of orange colored pudding next to Dean with a bunch of empty bowls. He says, at Canyon Valley, we're supposed to lead by example. Dean says, this is leading by example. Alonzo says, it's not for us, stupido. It's the clients. They're allowed to have pudding on their spa day. It's like a a last hurrah before the real work starts. Get to work. And Alonzo walks away. Dean sighs and starts to fill the bowls with pudding. He looks around to make sure no one is watching, and then he takes a small taste of the pudding. Dean says to himself, hmm... What do you know? Looks like it's my spa day, too. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to eat all this pudding. <laughs> I know. He chuckles lightly and slips a bowl of pudding into his apron pocket. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and his yoga class. Tranquil music is playing. Sam says, okay, good job, guys. Go to a downward dog. Hold for five minutes. One of the yoga students says, five minutes? <laughs> like, it's um, usually 30 excuse seconds. Excuse you? Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, right, yeah. 30 seconds. That's what, that's what I mean. Okay, uh, I'll just come around, make sure everybody's form is okay. As everyone's shirts ride up because of the yoga position, Sam notices that they all have suction marks on their backs. He says, make sure you're, uh, keeping your cores tight and you're, uh, good job. Straight. Yeah, straighten that back out. <laughs> uh, help. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut to Dean, who is hiding in some small pantry to eat his stolen pudding. He looks very pleased with himself. Dean says, mmm, mmm. And then he tries to stand up when he's done, and he suddenly sways sideways. He then completely loses consciousness and falls to the floor. (laughs) So we cut to Sam saying goodbye to everyone as they leave his yoga class. He says, well done today. Good job. Good work, guys. Good work. Okay, good work. See you all soon. Good job. And none of them looked like they had a good time. They're all kind of like side eyeing him. 
but okay. <laughs> Larry comes down the hallway towards Sam, uh, wheeling a still loopy Sheriff Donna in a wheelchair. Larry says to Sam, how's class? Sam says, it was uh, great, yeah. Sheriff Donna says, Agent Freely? What are you doing here? Larry says, Agent Freely? Sam says, uh, I don't know. She must be pretty out of it, huh? And then Sam's phone rings and he says, oh, excuse me. Sorry. I got to get this. Have a good one. He says into the phone. Yeah. Dean, whose voice is very slurred, says, Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, Dean, what's wrong with you? And then we see Dean, who is face down on the floor in the pantry. (laughs) He says, I need your help. (laughs) Sam says, where are you? Dean. Dean, like, squints and sees a label on a bag on the ground that reads, sweet potatoes. He says, sweet potatoes. (laughs) But then Dean loses consciousness again, and his phone drops into the empty bowl of pudding. So we cut to Sam running through the back hallways of the resort looking for Dean. He starts to check doors, but most of them are locked. He says, Dean! Dean! (laughs) Dean! (laughs) Hello! (laughs) Then he hears Dean from behind a I think I just said Diamond. <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we know where your mind's at. I'm sorry we're talking about McDuck's and meter eating and I, there was the skinny jizz. Like, oh, <laughs> slim. Sl- whatever. <laughs> There's some type of jizz thickness being discussed, and then now we're we're here with the behindans. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I am sorry. <clears throat> so Dean from behind a door says, "Sammy." <laughs> Sam busts at the door and sees Dean still halfway on the floor. He runs up and slaps his shoulders. He says, "Dean, hey, hey, wake up!" Dean groans and says, "What took you so long?" Sam says, what the hell happened? (laughs) Dean says, I was drugged. Sam says, what? Dean, who is still loopy, says, pudding. It was supposed to be for the clients, but I couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Just, I have no (laughs) (laughs) self-control. Sam picks up the empty bowl and smells it. He says, what? Salted caramel? Dean says, yeah, man. The best of both worlds. Salty and sweet. <laughs> Sam says, right. Uh, all right, you stay here. Dean says, no, no, I'm going to come with you. <laughs> he tries to get up. Dude, to you can't. I know. <laughs> he tries to get up to follow Sam, but he has no balance, so he falls back to the floor and says, go ahead, man. I'll catch up. So Sam rushes into the kitchen and talks to the chef. He says, hey, did you make the pudding? The chef says, depends. Sam says, on what? (laughs) The chef very flirtily says, whether you liked it or not. (laughs) Sam angrily slams him up against the fridge and says, what's in it? The chef says, relax, Jack LaLanne. I have no idea who that is, but I'm sure the interesting facts Um, will tell us. I don't remember if it did. Maybe. It probably, I mean, they usually have stuff like that. The chef says, it's locale. Non-fat milk, sea salt. Sam says, no, no, not the ingredients. The something extra. The chef says, chill, man. Supplements, okay? So I cut to a short time later. Uh, We're back in the pantry. Dean is sitting up, but still looks like he has a bad headache. (laughs) 
Dean says, what kind of supplements? Sam hands him an energy drink, which Dean, which Dean opens up. Sam says, here, hey, to boost metabolism, her Larry and Maritza. <clears throat> Dean looks in the supplement bottle and says, these aren't supplements. They're roofies. <laughs> like, um, <clears throat> what? Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, what? How do you know what roofies look like? Dean says, how do you not know? You think I want to end up in a hotel bathtub with my kidneys carved out in Chechnya? <laughs> See, okay, the thing that I loved the most about this moment was the fact that, like, Dean was clear, like, he didn't use them, but he was clearly worried <laughs> about getting roofied. Like, he's like, I know I'm hot. I know I get around. I don't want to be roofied, you know. <laughs> Again, this is this is definitely a fear of mine is waking up in a bathtub full of vice missing parts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like at that point, just kill me. Like I I don't wanna deal with that. Like, am I am I slowly like what's the like okay, if you've taken a piece of me that I need to live, why are you gonna go through the trouble of getting enough ice to fill a bathtub? To put me in. Like, why? Because like, then they're not getting charged for murder. You are, though, because I will die without that organ. Well, but the thing is, is I like, mean, if you're just taking they're preserving okay. you, right? So then that way you have the time to go and get a new organ or do whatever, if they can, depending on what they take, right? You know? Mm -hmm. But, like, I would assume that's the reason that they, like, keep you alive is so that way somebody can, in fact, save you and they're not getting charged with murder in theory. They might get charged with something else if they get caught, but, like... That's what I, that's where my mind immediately goes. Yeah, is like really the lesser of the evil charges. Yeah, you know? like so. Seems like know. a lot of extra steps to like get all the ice. Oh, for sure. And fill a bathtub and pack in there. And then, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's I all, mean for sure. You yeah. know, but yeah, I don't want to wake up like that. I don't either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam says, "Yeah, yeah." Invasion of the body snatchers. Every single person in class had one of those freaky ass suction marks. Dean says, what the hell is going on here? So we cut to the boys talking to Sheriff Donna in her room. She says, you know, I didn't mean to bail on you fellas, but I've been waiting over six months to get into Canyon Valley. And let me tell you, it was worth it. I already lost 10 pounds. Sam says, in, in one day? Dean says, no offense, Sheriff, because you look great. Uh, but aren't you the least bit curious as to how you dropped 10 in a day? How you're not, like, sick? You yeah. Know? <laughs> Donna says, well, to tell you the truth, Agent, I don't really give a flying fudge. <laughs> My husband, Doug, left me last year because he said I love cookie dough milkshakes more than him. And, like, sounds like you should. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, right. Let's be real. Sam says, sorry to hear that. Dean says, yeah, Doug's a dick. You deserve better. Donna says, thanks. But he was right. That was a dark time for me. Whoever said you eat your pain? Not me. I guzzled it. Anywho, I guess I just wanted to feel pretty again. And Canyon Valley did that. Only question is, what are you doing here? Dean says, we're, uh, we're undercover. Donna smiles and says, yeah, sort of got that. <laughs> like, duh, idiots. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Dean says. I'm not that stupid. I know. <laughs> Dean says, we think there's a connection between Canyon Valley and the murders in town. Donna says, what kind of connection? Sam says, suction marks. <laughs> Donna says, you mean like this? And she pulls up her shirt in the back and shows them her suction mark. Sam says, yeah, where did that come from? Donna says, my spa treatment. Cupping. Dean says, 
cupping. <laughs> Donna says, yeah, you know, I thought it was going to hurt. But honestly, I snoozed through the whole thing. By the time I woke up, I was down two dress sizes. Dean says, before the cupping, did you eat any pudding? <laughs> Donna laughs and says, darn tootin', lick the bowl clean. <laughs> Sam says, Donna, do you remember who did this treatment? Donna says, oh yeah, you betcha. So we cut to Larry rushing through the lunchroom to his wife, who is sitting with a client. He says to the client, Evelyn, you are looking great. Just 10 more pounds to your goal weight. Do you mind if I borrow my wife for a sec? Maritza says, I'll be back. Uh, Larry pulls Maritza into the entryway and says, the new guys aren't personal trainers. Maritza says, what are you talking about? Larry says, I did a little digging. I found this in their glove compartment. And he shows her the fake IDs. Their box of mischief. <laughs> I know. Marisa says, they're feds? Larry says, worse. They're hunters. Marisa says, what are hunters doing here? No, that's not what she says. <laughs> Marisa <laughs> says, why are hunters here? Uh, Larry holds up the news article about Wayne McNutt. <laughs> and, <laughs> and says, maybe because of this. Marisa says, oh my God, do you think? Larry says, I do. Marisa says, what are we going to do? Larry says, relax. I'll take care of it. Just get rid of the evidence. So I cut to an inside shot of a refrigerator filled with containers of human fat. Marisa starts taking them out and dumping them in the trash. She gets like really tempted to eat one, but startles when she hears the sound behind her. And she sees that it is Dean standing there with his gun drawn. Dean says, okay, I'm no health nut, but that is just wrong. <clears throat> so he ties her to a chair and says, all right, talk. Marisa says, this isn't what you think. I'm not a killer. Dean says, well then, what are you? Marisa says, I'm a fish taco. Dean is really confused and says, a fish taco? <laughs> Marisa says, a fish taco. It means Peruvian fat sucker. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's quite a title. Dean says, never heard of it. So what, you're like vamps with a sweet tooth for cellulite? Marisa says, vampires kill. We're just parasites. Dean says, oh, well, in that case. <laughs> Marisa says, look, I would never hurt anybody. Okay, this this is why Larry and I started Canyon Valley. We could help people lose weight and I could feed. It was win-win. Dean says, yeah, except for the two you Dyson to death. Marisa says, that wasn't me. Dean says, well, then, who was it? Maritza says, Alonzo. Dean says, the dude from the cafeteria? Maritza says, he's my brother. Uh, we cut to Larry confronting Alonzo in the kitchen. Larry says, I knew you were a lost cause. Unlike your sister, you're weak. Alonzo says, good to see you too, Larry. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> yeah. Larry says, how could you do this to her? To us. Alonzo says, do what? Larry scoffs and holds up the article. He says, this. Alonzo says, oh, that. Larry says, oh, yeah, that. You know what that means? Huh? Now there are hunters here. Alonzo says, it's your fault, Blanco. Blanco? Blanco? It's Blanco. Uh, Alonzo says, if you didn't starve me, maybe. Larry says, listen, freak. Your sister and I spent years building this operation. And if you think I'm going to let your gluttony destroy it, you got another thing coming. I want you out. Now. Alonzo says, I'm not leaving Maritza. Larry says, well, I got news for you, pal. She doesn't want you here either. Either you leave or I'll make you. 
So we cut to Sam outside. He hears a man scream, so he runs in and finds Larry dead on the floor with his neck bleeding out into a drain. Rips. <sighs> Rat row, Rorge. I know. <laughs> kind of like Larry, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so we cut to Sam and Dean in the room with Maritza, who is still tied to the chair. She's crying. She says, I brought Alonzo here from Peru to show him a better way, a more civilized way, one where we weren't monsters. That the secret to coexisting with, with humans was just eating enough to get by. Sam says, let me guess. Alonzo wasn't a big fan of portion control, was he? Maritza says, no. During a routine treatment, he almost killed a client. He sucked up too much fat. I demoted him to kitchen duty. No human contact, just fat from a jar. But he said the more I deprived him, the hungrier he got. <laughs> the more I deprived him, the hungrier he got. And now three people are dead. My husband. Sam says, where's Alonzo right now? Maritza says, the basement? That's where he spends most of his time now. Sam says, what about her? Dean says, well, till we figure out which side she's on, she stays put. Maritza says, I am on your side. Sam says, okay, then how do we kill him? So we cut to Sam and Dean searching the basement in the dark with their flashlights. They silently nod to each other to split up. Dean finds Alonzo's hideaway, or no, hideout, I don't know. The place where he hides. Uh, was <laughs> his little corner his somewhere. His hidey hole uh, <laughs> that is full of empty fat jars. Um, uh, he also finds the body of the dead chef. Uh, Sam looks into a wardrobe, but it falls from the wall, trapping Sam under it. And Alonzo is on top of it. Of course. Yeah. As he, as he does. You I know. know. Alonzo says, you and stupido have no chance. The fat makes us stronger. Sam says, your sister didn't mention that when she ratted you out. Alonzo says, you're lying. He growls at Sam and leaps at him, but Sam manages to roll away. Sam says, I guess after you killed her husband, you were too monstrous, even for her. So Sam and Alonzo have a really long fighting scene <laughs> in the dark. Um, Alonzo finally gets Sam pinned down with his knees and is about to suck his neck with his fish taco tongue <laughs> when Dean arrives and slices it right off. Alonzo screams and falls dead next to Sam. Uh, so we cut to some time later. Sam, Dean, Donna, and an officer stand in the entryway. Uh, the officer says to the brothers, well, we'll let you know if we need any other information. Thanks for everything. Appreciate it. Uh, Sam sees Maritza sitting alone in a cove off the hallway. He walks over and says, hey. Maritza says, what did you tell the sheriff? Sam says, the usual. Psycho killer on the loose. They, uh, they usually buy it. Maritza says quietly, I lost my whole family today. Sam says, I'm so sorry. I, uh... And then Dean comes in the room. He says to Sam, can I steal you for a sec? So they walk out into the hallway. Dean says, once this place clears out, we're going to make this a family affair. And he nods in Maritza's direction. Sam says, wait, Dean, we're not going to kill Maritza. Dean says, she's a monster. Sam says, yeah, we saved our asses. Dean says, you said you wanted to keep things strictly business. Well, last I checked, we were in the business of killing monsters. Sam says, I wanted to keep things strictly business between us, but I still have a heart. What if I had crossed paths with a hunter back when I was possessed by Gadriel? I could have ended up dead too. Would I have deserved that? Would I have deserved to die? Dean says, so, one-way ticket to Peru. 
So we cut to the bunker. Dean is sitting in the kitchen drinking scotch by himself. Sam shows up in the doorway. He says, I'm hitting it. Dean says, yeah. Hey. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, about what you said the other day. Sam says, I thought it didn't bother you. <laughs> I know. Stop being a little bitch, Sammy. I can't. I know. <laughs> Dean says, you know, Sam, I saved your hide back there. And I saved your hide at that church and the hospital. I may not think things all the way through, okay? But what I do, I do because it's the right thing. I'd do it again. Sam says, and that is the problem. You think you're my savior. My brother, the hero, you swoop in, and even when you mess up, you think what you're doing is worth it because you've convinced yourself you're doing more good than bad, but you're not. I mean, Kevin's dead. Crow is in the wind. We're no closer to beating this angel thing. Please tell me, what is the upside of me being alive? Which, Maybe, um, um you being alive, how idiot. That dumbass. Yeah, I'm like, totally just, like, not having any of this. <laughs> uh, no. Dean says, you kidding me? You and me, fighting the good fight together. Sam sighs in frustration and almost leaves, but then decides to explain some more. He's being such an angsty teenager right now. Dear God. Yeah. <laughs> he comes into the kitchen and sits down across from Dean. He says, okay, just once, be honest with me. You didn't save me for me. You did it for you. Dean says, what are you talking about? Sam says, I was ready to die. I was ready. I should have died. But you... You didn't want me to be alone. And that's what this all boils down to. You can't stand the thought of being alone. Dean says, all right. Sam says, I'll give you this much. You are certainly willing to do the sacrificing as long as you're not the one being hurt. Which, I just want to butt in here and say, that's not actually true. I no, mean, he, he did sacrifice sacrifice. a lot for he Sam like, over the years. He went to hell for you. Yeah. Okay, like that hurt. He gave you yeah. the last of the good cereal, too, buddy. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I just, I think that that is completely wrong. I mean, yeah. I think you're really forgetting that time that he died and went to hell for you. Yeah. Which did physically hurt. Yeah. For, like, 40 years or whatever hell yeah. time is. Like, yeah. I, I mean, think it was, like, 40 years. You're being yeah. a little bitch here, Sam. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's just, he's a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, alright, you want to be honest? If this situation were reversed and I was dying, you'd do the same thing. Sam very softly says, no, Dean, I wouldn't. Oh, asshole. <laughs> yeah. He says, same circumstances, I wouldn't. I'm going to get to bed. Sam leaves and we see that Dean is devastated. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have thoughts. Okay. <laughs> First one being... Um, I really don't like Sam in this episode. <laughs> I know. Why are you going to make someone feel guilty about saving their life? Like, I mean, ugh. oh man, I'm still mad at you for loving me. I know. You like, fucker. Like, know. <laughs> come on. Like, really though, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. Like, it, I understand that you like made peace with it and we're ready, but like, you're going to be mad at someone for wanting you to be alive. Yeah. No. Like. No. No. And you know what? Like. Maybe you could be unhappy that 
you didn't die because you were ready, but like mad at them actively, like we're not and family. like holding it over them for yeah. a long time. How like, dare you save my life? I know, you monster. And like, I get that he's mad that he let somebody possess him, but mm-hmm. like, honestly, if that was the only way to keep him alive, like he did what he had to do. Like, and if you don't like it. Get over it, you know? Like, he was doing... Like, he was keeping you alive because something horrible happened to you and, like, you shouldn't have been dying, you know? Like, to begin with. Like, I don't know. Whatever. But what do I know? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But anyways, okay. So, um... Mar- Maritza? Now I yeah, don't even know. I don't her know. Name I think I said her name wrong the whole like, time, but that's fine. If she's not hurting anybody, why not let her stay? You know, like she's doing a service for these people, and like I know she's not, not doing any harm. Establishment, you know? like you're yeah. you're taking away her like her business. Like sure, she it's can good go for it's good for both ways. You know, yeah. like and like okay, it's is she being honest? No, but also like. I'll bet you there's enough people that would want to lose weight that fast that would be like, I don't care what you're going to do. Do it. You know? Like, yeah, and that you know? person is me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you want to stick your sucker tongue on my back and suck some, you know, 30 more pounds out, go for it. Like, I'll pay you. Whatever. I'll yeah. your tofu pancakes. You I don't know, care. Yeah. Like, I can like, downward dog. Like, can, do this. Give me all the kale. I mean, don't give me the kale because I'll die. But, like, give me all the kale, you know? Yeah, like... like yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I would, I would, I would die. <laughs> I just have really bad eczema for a really long time. You know, like, would it worth it? Would it be worth it to be itchy? Not like that, no. But yeah. still, I will eat all the lettuces other than that. <laughs> yeah, I would pay a lot of money for someone to just suck that fat right out. Yeah, and I mean, yes, there's lipo. Okay, sure, but it seems like in the fish taco way, it's more of a. You know, whole body, whole body sucking, like, as opposed to kinda, like just take out my muffin top. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's, it's not like this one area, yeah. and like I don't even know what that does, other than like I know it's like invasive, right? So mm-hmm. like you're like bruised and sore and all that sort of stuff afterwards. Where yeah. like this just seems like it's like nope, you got one little section cut mark that like hey, whatever. You know? Yeah, no one, no one there at the resort seems like they're hurting afterwards. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just like happy and they wouldn't yeah. be if they were hurting yeah know? yeah so Ugh. speaking yeah. of the cupping i would just like to say <laughs> fire cupping is not in fact warm okay it is actually cool because mm-hmm. the glasses are like room temperature or like not they're not cold at all but like yeah. cooler it's glass you know it's like if you were to take a mason jar and stick it against your skin like that's what it would feel like because mm-hmm. you are literally heating up the air inside of there and like nothing else it's not under there for long enough to heat anything other than the air in there and that's yeah. what creates a section so like mm-hmm. ooh, it's warm bullshit <laughs> yeah it's not you know like mm-hmm. anyways because if the cups were warm it wouldn't work mm-hmm so, anyways, that's my, like, weird, you know, soapbox. <laughs> I watched this episode with my dad last night, and uh-huh. he also said that, because he d- did cupping, too, uh-huh. before he was retired, and, um, like, when they show it happening to Donna, like, her skin, like, really puffs up inside mm-hmm. that cup, and he's like, that doesn't happen. Like, it can, that much. depending on how much mm-hmm. hot air you use, and, like... That's like that aggressive of cupping you would only do to somebody if they've had a lot of cupping done mm-hmm. and like their body is used to it. You mm-hmm. don't want to just like 
suck the holy hell out of their skin like yeah. in their first go around because like then yeah you're gonna be a little bit sore and right. like probably kind of itchy and like you know mm-hmm. not so good but yeah okay like yeah i mean some of them especially like the fire cupping is more aggressive like if you're doing the plastic or the silicone or whatever like that's not as much but the fire cupping is like it has i think they're much better they stay on better you can move them better there's just like i think they're better all the way around but mm-hmm. like hey work won't let me have fire so oh yeah <laughs> whatever they're like the insurance company won't pay for it if we start the fire and i'm like well Okay, fine. That makes sense. I mean, <laughs> you I know, like, yeah. Yeah. So they're like, maybe don't play with fire in here. But uh, yeah. So anyways, that was just my like, kind of like, it peeved me a little bit. I was like, you're wrong. You didn't do your research. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, um, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Mm-hmm. Well, I got two moments that I very much liked. <laughs> mm-hmm. One was when Larry decided to show off his kung fu skills. <laughs> That was, that was just so good. like out of the blue. Yeah. And that he, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Especially like because it was right after Dean did his like, we're great at kicking ass and taking names, and we're we like making people sweat. Mm-hmm. And, like he slams his hand on the table, and like Larry and Marisa are like, okay. whoa, dude. Okay. And but then, then immediately Larry is like, does his little moves, and it's just like. <laughs> Everyone else is like, okay. Like, it was just like two people, like, <laughs> just like wildly over the top doing their thing. Yeah. And, like, as a viewer, I was like, what? what? <laughs> this is intense. And this is really awkward. I would, like, if I was in that room, I don't know what I would do. Like, I would just I be like, um, is there, uh, are we okay? You know, like, what? Did what? you hurt your hand when you hit that table? <laughs> no. So I like that. And then I also liked when Dean was trying to, when he was all drugged and on the floor on the <laughs> sweet potatoes and and he was trying to tell Sam where he was and he was just like, sweet potatoes! Sweet potatoes! And then, and then that's it. And Sam yeah. was like, what? And then Sam like, Oh, he must be in the basement or with the food. Like he's, he's like, like he's like, yeah. I got it. I know where you are. I mean, ish. Yeah, you know, kind but of yeah. like I'll come find you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like, I liked all of that. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? <laughs> Um, my first one was the whole like interaction with Donna and Dean in the donuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like I mean, and partially because of like I almost said the extra credits. Not that partially because of the bloopers from that scene, and they're yeah. like spitting powder donut everywhere. Yeah. But like, or at least Dean was, I think. I don't I think they both did at some point. I don't mm-hmm. totally remember. Um but it was it was good. Um Yeah. And just like that whole interaction where Sam is just like disgusted and Dean's like living his best life eating donuts, like yeah. ramming his face with donuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then my other kind of favorite moments were all of Donna's oh you betcha you know like, oh yeah she did that like, really well every time that happens I giggle mm-hmm. you know like, yeah and like I don't really know why it's not something that's like really that funny but like it like very serious oh you betcha you know yeah. it's just like he he it's you know like, yeah it's really cute yeah. for her too yeah yeah, yeah it was pretty good mm-hmm. so Anyway, um, our interesting facts from this episode, um, if I can pull them back up, um, it says it's the first appearance of Sheriff Donna Hanscom, um, portrayed by Brianna Buckmaster, who is an amazing person. She's so lovely. Um, 
Uh, it says, Dean asks if this could be a thinner type of situation. Uh, thinner is a book by Stephen King where a gypsy curses an obese man to become deathly thin. Um, it says, this episode is called The Purge. Um, the employee who tells Dean to quit flirting and keep scooping, um, which is Alonzo, right? No, it's the chef. Oh, the chef? Yeah. Okay. Um, is a main, he's a main character in the latest installment of the Purge franchi- franchise. Oh, okay. And I, I haven't know, watched any of those. I haven't, I haven't watched any of them. I don't know if that is still the latest. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or either. like when this is written. Probably you know, not. Yeah. Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it says the alias Sam is using in this episode is Agent Freely. Um, this is a reference to guitarist Ace Freely of the hard rock band Kiss. Um, Sam uses this alias again in the season 10 episode. Um, Hibbing 911. Which I think has... Well, yeah, because I think Donna's in that episode too, right? I have no idea. I think it is. I think that's the one with the sheriff's convention. Yeah. Um, And then in that episode, Dean calls himself Agent Chris, which is after the Kiss drummer, Peter Chris. So we'll see that alias again. Yeah, yeah. Um, It says... uh, Where am I? Okay, it says, uh, Dean ties up Maritza and says uh, she Dysoned to death two people. Um, Dyson is a brand of vacuum cleaner marketed as having seriously powerful suction. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) So... Those are our facts. They didn't have the fact about, oh, what was it that you were... Oh, that guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. even remember his name. So, okay. Couldn't tell you. Um, so, our research... We tried to find a haunted spa because this is, like, the only spa that we see, I think, in Supernatural, from what I remember. I tried to find something about a haunted taco, <laughs> which led to some weird places. <laughs> Uh, but nothing that I could relate to this episode. So, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So we went- as a side note, there is apparently a haunted Taco Bell out there. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to like discount the haunted Taco Bell. Yeah, there's lots and lots you can read yeah. about the Taco Bell, but. We I also might be able to use that later in some extent. Like if, it, yeah. if there's like fast food or tacos or something, you know, like that's true. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. There is no other like spas that we know of. So, yeah. But even then, even saying that couldn't find a spa <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. Um, so I did find this is off of historichotels.org. Um, it's the 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa, which it doesn't really say anything about from okay i skimmed this and i don't remember it saying anything about the spa yeah side of things i might prove myself wrong later as i'm reading <laughs> this but so whatever but you know it was something that we haven't done so mm-hmm. um and i don't i mean i'm sure they go to arkansas but oh, i'm sure honestly yeah. like I don't remember, so. Okay. okay whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I know we haven't done this before, so it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so it says, the Victorian 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, hosts a wide variety of spirits. Um, it's said that after the skeleton frame of hotel... Um, what? That, it is... It is said that after the skeleton frame of hotel had been constructed in the 1880s... I don't know what they mean by that. Maybe it's a style. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Or maybe it's just like the, the, frame, the frame and nothing else. Yeah. Um, it says, uh, one of the Irish stonemasons plunged to his death in what is now room 218. Uh, this room proves to be the most spiritually active room in the hotel and has attracted television film crews for decades. Um, 
because of the quantity and quality of the host sightings reported. Throughout the history of the Victorian Hotel, employees have referred to this entity as Michael, a classified poltergeist uh, due to the nature of the unexplained activity. Guests have witnessed hands coming out of the bathroom mirror. Oh, God, that's yeah. awful. Nope. Cries of a falling man in the ceiling. Uh, the door opening, then slamming shut, unable to be opened again. Nope. Um, the intrigue of this activity has drawn guests to specifically request the historic accommodations of room 218 for the chance of experiencing something. Mm-hmm. No thanks. I would not. I would. Nope. <laughs> um, in the hotel's crystal dining room, uh, many employees have encountered playful spirits in Victorian dress. Um, one holiday season, while the dining room was closed, the grand Christmas tree and packages underneath moved from one end of the room to the other. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> uh, the next morning, employees found the tree and packages moved with chairs circling and facing the new pla- newly placed holiday symbol. So, like, it didn't, it sounds like it didn't move when anybody was in there, but it was, like, on the other side of the room with the packages and chairs around it by the yeah. time that they came back. That's creepy. Um... It says, another time, employees returned in the morning to find the dining room in perfect order, except for menus scattered throughout the room. Um, yet another time, a waitress looked into the huge mirror behind or between the doors from the dining room to the kitchen and saw a man and woman in Victorian garb facing each other as in a wedding. Um, the groom turned and made eye contact with the waitress, and then the couple faded away. Ew. Yuck. <laughs> uh, the waitress quit her position shortly after this incident. Um, I would have just left. You know, like, I'd have been yeah. like, I'm not coming back. I'm sorry. Um, another commonly reported paranormal activity is a man in Victorian clothing sitting at a table near the window saying, I saw the most beautiful woman here last night, and I'm waiting for her to return. Oh, you're going to wait a long time. <laughs> you're going to wait a really long time. Um, it says, many have recounted seeing apparitions in Victorian ball attire dancing around the room during the wee hours of the morning while the room was closed and dark. Hmm. They're just having a little dance party. <laughs> they just... I can appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not a bad loop to be stuck in. No. You know? Especially because yeah. you don't get tired, so, like... Yeah, that's, like, the best case ghost death loop scenario. <laughs> dancing think... eternity away. Yeah. Um... It says, in the 1930s, the haunted hotel in Eureka Springs became an experimental cancer hospital. Uh, Dr. Norman Baker, claiming to be a licensed physician, examined cancer patients in the hotel's basement while charging unsuspecting families their life savings. Uh, Several apparitions from the hospital visit the hotel today. Um, Dr. Baker has been seen in the hotel lobby. He's described as a man in a purple shirt and white linen suit matching photographs of the famous, infamous entrepreneur. Um, A nurse pushing a gurney. Uh, residing in Dr. Baker's old morgue area is known to speak and rattle down the halls of the hotel. Hmm. The whole tale. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> a hotel maintenance man witnessed all the washers and dryers mysteriously turn on in the middle of the night. Uh, the laundry room is located next to Dr. Baker's old morgue, which still contains his autopsy table and walk-in freezer. Mm. Um, housekeepers report meeting Theodora in room 419. Uh, she introduces herself as a cancer patient of Dr. Baker's and vanishes after courtesies are verbally exchanged. Mm. Um, Steve Garrison, a cook at the hotel, swears he doesn't drink on the job. In fact, he doesn't drink, period. However, Garrison may have been tempted by two strange encounters in the kitchen of the haunted hotel's crystal dining room. One morning, while slicing and dicing vegetables, he looked up and saw a little boy with pop bottle glasses um, dressed in old-fashioned clothing and knickers skipping around the kitchen. Um, Another morning, Garrison flipped on the lights to begin the day's preparation when some or all of the pots and pans came flying off their hooks. Not cool, dude. No. 
the Crescent Hotel has so many ghostly tales to tell that the tours of this historic place in the Ozarks are held throughout the year. Sounds um, like fun. Uh, it says, uh, where am I? Okay. Uh, the 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa offers exciting ghost tours that have often produced some very spectacular tales. Uh, the guides themselves have many countless paranormal stories from their time at the hotel, too. Uh, one such guide revealed that uh, she had met a couple that was staying on the first floor near the governor's suite. Uh, the couple subsequently told the guide um, that on their second night in the building, they had slept with just a sheet covering the two of them. The husband then awoke in a deep sweat, realizing that someone or something had tucked them in with a comforter. Um, apparently they had been tick ticked. <laughs> they had been tucked in on three more times or that was bad English. <laughs> apparently they had been tucked in three more times that night. Um, and another guide recounted an incident where two guests checked into room 221 one early spring afternoon. Um, upon leaving the elevator for the second floor, they immediately encountered a man wearing an all black Victorian style outfit with a smile. He asked the guest as to whether or not they uh, required help finding their guest room. Believing the person to be a hotel employee, they agreed. Uh, the man in the Victorian attire um, then led them to room 221, unlocking the door and pushing it open. Um, as the couple entered, the man stayed outside the door smiling and tilted his head from side to side. <laughs> uh, one of the two realized that he had not tipped the man, and when they spun around with some cash, he seemingly disappeared. Perplexed, the two guests just relaxed in their guest room for the rest of the day. When they tried to re-enter 221 later that evening, the door would not budge. Uh, the couple then descended down to the front desk where they asked what was wrong with the key. The staff member stated that they had somehow received the key to room uh, 221. Uh, the two described the man who had originally let them into 221, and the staff member reported that no such person presently worked at the hotel. Ah, uh, that would fuck me up. Especially since he's sitting there just, like, t tilting his head back and forth, yeah. staring at you, like, I got yeah. goosebumps everywhere. Yeah. The head tilting, man. Not yeah. Cool. Nope. Mm -mm. No. Like, the rest of it just standing there smiling, like, okay, you know, like, the odd, like, staring at you, smiling and head tilting. Like, I'd be like, there's something wrong with this person. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's something wrong with yeah. this person. Yeah. So. That's fucked up. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that place that I will never go to. <laughs> I want to go. I... I don't. <laughs> like fun. Not even a little bit. <laughs> um. So, what was your Idrisa moment from this week? Okay, so this is a two-parter. Um, Killian uh, is really into working out right now, and um, you know, trying to build muscles, visible mm -hmm. muscles, not mm -hmm. just be strong, but mm -hmm. like check out my sick puppies. You yeah. Know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Welcome to the gun show. Yeah. So it's really, you know, I'm glad that he's, you know, into fitness. He's doing yeah. it in a healthy way. Yeah. And, you know, not being obsessed with being thin or anything. So yeah. uh, he just wants to be strong. So, mm -hmm. okay. Um, so <laughs> we were joking around the other night and he was like, I have buns of steel. <laughs> and I was like, no, I have the buns of steel. And he was like, no, you have buns of cheddar cheese. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what uh, the hell, man? I was like, you mean like a, like a, like a brick of uncut cheddar cheese, right? Not just like a slice of one that's been out for hours and it's all <laughs> floppy, right? And he was like, the slice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> we were joking around. It was yeah. super funny and yeah. cute. You know, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't. He wasn't actually being mean. You yeah, know? yeah, we were definitely joking and yeah. laughing. So it was kind of like, and then I was like, Eric, like, 
And do my butt, does my butt feel like cheddar cheese? <laughs> and so I told him all about it and he thought it was funny, whatever. So like the next day uh, we are walking, um, in a store mm-hmm. and, um, they're playing a song on the, you know, whatever, whatever that's called, Muzak mm-hmm. or whatever. They're and it's a really, them, yeah. yeah, it's a really old song. It's from the early nineties. It's Hey Jealousy by the Jim Blossoms, which is a song and band that I loved when I was like 10. Like I totally had that cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard that song i don't know i mean so, maybe like, i would have to like, yeah the chorus it. just basically says like hey jealousy hey jealousy and then it like it goes on and it, it's know. like you know i don't know alternative it's like the yeah. original alternative kind of sound you yeah, know okay and um so eric starts singing with it and i'm walking in front of him I'm like you know five feet in front of him uh-huh. and he starts going hey cheddar cheese <laughs> like hey, oh. cheese. and i was like Dude, but then it was just like so funny. <laughs> so we laughed a lot, but now they just call me cheddar cheese. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I'm feeling a little insecure about my butt, but uh, you know, I mean, it's it's not a brick of cheddar, to be honest. <laughs> I would hope so. you don't have a rectangular bottom. You know? <laughs> I just mean the hardness of a brick yeah. of cheese. I feel like I could knock Sam Winchester unconscious with a brick of cheddar cheese. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be knocked unconscious <laughs> by anything, really. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> so anyway, that that was, uh, I think everyone was probably an ass butt there, but. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ass butt. I know, I know. <laughs> a <Uh-oh>. butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the cheddar butt now, so that's You're why. not a cheddar butt. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're not. Thanks. You tell them. You tell them tomorrow. Hey. She's not a cheddar cheese butt. <laughs> right. She's got butts of steel, okay? <laughs> and if anything, it's a hard block of cheddar. <laughs> Parmesan, you. if you will. Parmesan. It's a harder that cheese. That is a harder cheese. It's a harder I, cheese. It's true. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what else is harder than Parmesan. Like, as far as I know, Parmesan is the hardest cheese that I've ever encountered yeah, anyway. I know. You know, like, yeah, I think you're, you're probably, you know who would know the answer to this is my dad. He's, he knows all about all the, the cheeses. cheeses. So we'll, we'll just ask him, like, hey, what's the hardest cheese? Okay, that's my butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was your issue or ask that moment? Ugh. Okay, so... <laughs> Travis gets up super early in the morning, which is fine. And, like, you know, that uh, that's what he's got to do to get ready for work, right? Yeah. Maisie then also gets up with him to, you know, be let outside to pee and, like, eat breakfast and do all that sort of stuff. And then by the time he leaves, he puts her back in her kennel. And, like, then when I get up l- later, then I take her out and then we, you know, continue about doing whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and... For some reason, Travis had to get up super early that morning, like way earlier than he normally had to. So he'd been up for a little while. And by the time all this started happening, it was like 4.15 in the morning, right? And okay. I had been to bed at like 1, you know, yeah, <laughs> or something ridiculous like that because like, hey, stayed up too late. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so I'm like dead asleep and I hear Maisie kind of yelping and screaming, right? And I'm like, okay, you know, like, but she's a dramatic dog and so sometimes we'll like yelp a couple of times or like scream a couple of times if she like you know runs into something and it like startles her or like you know slightly hurts and it's like 
like just inconvenient you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and like she's like screaming and I'm like okay that's like more than what she normally like it's more like panicked than what she normally yeah. screams but I was like okay I let her scream it out a couple times and it's probably fine and then like she didn't stop and this is all I mean like I gave it like maybe 20 seconds before I was yeah. like okay something's seriously wrong with the dog and she's screaming like okay you know like this is awful but you know like the sound that dogs make when they get hit by a car like that's what she was doing like this mm-hmm. screaming like there's no like just total like like she's being actively ripped apart right yeah. and i'm like okay there's no like what is going on and so i like run out there and she's in the living room on the floor thrashing about like with her head kind of like cocked to the side and is just like thrashing like a fish on the floor and screaming bloody murder and yeah. i'm like Okay, She's and I'm like, it's okay. I know. I no, yeah. that's that's exactly what I thought. I was like, okay, so I went out there and I'm like, Maisie, Maisie, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And like, nothing is like, nothing's calming her down. Mm-hmm. She's just screaming and thrashing and like completely beside herself, right? Yeah. Like acting like she's like something is seriously wrong. And I'm like, okay, I'm sitting there like she's having a seizure, like she's hurt something really bad. Like, did she break her neck? Is that why she's like, or did she like break her back? Is that why she's like trying to bite her back or something? Yeah. Like, what's going on? You know, like, and she wasn't. Trying trying to bite anything but it like her head was like turned enough to where I was like okay like maybe something hurts back there you know Mm -hmm. and so I literally have to like pick her up and I'm like trying to calm her down and she's still just like in my arms screaming and thrashing and like completely like there you can't get through to her right Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh god like there's something wrong horribly wrong you know and like she's like I kind of start to calm her down a little bit and she's not screaming as much but she's still whining and Mm -hmm. like goes and like is walking on the floor and like limping right and i'm like oh no she like broke her leg you know now she's like not screaming anymore because she's in shock you know like i don't know what's going on you know and like she's limping around and i'm like okay and so and this is like i'm trying to like everything from like her head and neck and shoulder and like you know halfway down her spine down her whole leg and like toes everything i'm like pressing on it moving it wig like extending bending you know like doing all the different things going like okay like what is it that hurts you know and like nothing there's nothing that's happening right and i'm like okay and at that point she's like kind of calmed down and like goes and like kind of like limps a little bit but not as bad as before and like it and i'm like okay you know and so i go back to like checking everything again and like all of a sudden she's just like now i'm done with this and tries to like start playing with me and then just like runs off and i'm like who the hell are you you know like what the fuck why like what i'm sitting there going like there's no way that, that she's just fine you know like, maybe she really had a seizure i mean i don't no, know what that no. looks like in dogs I, i've seen that and it did like looking back on it now like mm-hmm. no okay and also what convinces me is that not the case is that apparently her dad and her brother and her mom are all dramatic like that too what happened was she probably scared the shit out of herself because she like ran into something and it kind of hurt and she was like oh no i've never felt a pain there before and like freaked out and dropped you know just like couldn't do it because like so her dad and her brother like because i know like their owner and she's my friend and like 
you know, she's got the whole family. Yeah. Um, well, not the whole family, but still. Like, everybody except for Maisie and her one other brother, you know? Okay. Apparently, both her brother and her dad, like, if you accidentally step on a toenail of theirs, like, drop and scream like they've been shot, you know? Like, oh my if you pinch, like, the ends of their tails, and I mean, by the ends of their tails, I mean, like, if you pull a tail hair out on accident yeah. in a door or something, because, hey, they were being too slow to go through, they, like, scream and drop like they're being mutilated, right? Oh. And so, like, apparently, this is a family trait of just, like, being dramatic at everything <laughs> and like her mom too she's like yeah she's like not hurt herself really ever but like there's been a few times where she'll like you know tweak something a little bit and then just like act like she's only got three legs anymore you know yeah. like, and i'm just like oh my god like but the thing is is like now this is a dog that every time she freaks out like you have to like worry and half the time or most of the time it's probably going to be completely fine but like the rest of the time like every once in a while like she might actually be hurt and then like she's cried wolf too many times yeah. so you don't take it seriously or you're like freaking out every time she screams because mm -hmm. like she's dying this time you know right and right. i'm just like how did i end up <laughs> with this type of dog you know like, this is your life now i know just like oh i'm stuck and then the thing is is like two days later i'm not even joking you like she's running around in the living room acting like a complete lunatic i saw her stub her toe on the coffee table and start screaming and then i'm like dude and like snapped her out of it right then and she was like I'm fine. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, you can't do that to me, you asshole. Yeah, you know? like, I know. This is not okay. Like, she's, I'm like, okay, I get it. She, it scared her, whatever. But like, where's the, like, where do you draw the line at like this is too much you know like complete overreaction yeah. so yeah like that's that she was a big old ass button scared the snot out of me when i was half awake and like that you know, thinking she had a seizure you know yeah. it freaked me out it took me a long time to calm down from that it took me like two hours to like go back to sleep and by that time i had like an hour before i had to get up anyway so that was a fun yeah. day but Ugh. Yeah, like, Travis was like, I was full body sweating, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah mm -hmm, checks out, you know, yeah. like, that was scary, so, uh, yeah. That just truly sounds terrifying. That was yeah. my moment. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I, don't, I would not have been able to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, it's fine now because I know she was fine, but, like, yeah. at the time, I was, like, seriously convinced she was actually dying, even though, like, yeah, totally. she was, she scared herself. That's what happened. She yeah. scared herself. She mildly inconvenienced herself, and it scared her, and she couldn't handle it. Yeah. But, yeah. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at idgetsandassetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgets and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idget and Aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.